You are now listening to the Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Frigera, your Soul Powered Executive Coach. This podcast is designed to make soul power a normal topic of conversation. What makes us divine and how can it empower your life and business? For season three, we are diving deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who powered through the 2020 lockdown and emerged even stronger. So get ready to be inspired, get ready to be empowered, get ready to take action as we explore how to elevate your soul power and create success no matter what. Hello, welcome back to Soul Power to the People. Uh, Right now we have Nicole Magic with us who... Wow, uh, I can't wait to deep dive into her story with all the twists and turns. She's told me just a little bit, but to keep this fresh, you know, I want to hear from her directly. Um, Our guest is an empowerment alchemist. Her name is Nicole Magic, and she has an interesting story to share with us on how she coped and how she survived and how she thrived despite of the COVID lockdowns and uh, anything related to COVID, you know, it's when you're starting out a business, whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're you're just starting out, um, no one was spared during 2020, the highs and lows. Um, and and that's exactly what I want to talk to her about. What what is the magic that she learned from the lessons of 2020? What can we learn from it today? And how can we use it moving forward to really raise our level of soul-powered consciousness and really create success no matter what? Um, I, I think the days of feeling victimized by what happened is over. You know, I, I think it's really up to us to step up and step into it and really claim our power because no one is going to save us. So Nicole is here to share with us her wonderful journey. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but she survived and she thrived despite of it. And so, Nicole, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, Tess. Thank you for having me. This is exciting to talk about. (laughs) This is, isn't it? Would you please briefly introduce yourself? Sure. Well, everybody knows my name by now. And uh, I was actually, I've been a chemist for over 16 years before I left chemistry. I have had my business, Magic LLC, for 15 years now. And during COVID, it was craziness. Uh, I have four kids. One's in the Air Force, which is awesome. And I have two that are still living with me. I went through a divorce also in that right before COVID hit. And here we are. We're doing good. We're having fun. We love life. And you ask me and I'll tell you whatever it is that you want to (laughs) know. Well, I just want to briefly touch on your bio here. Nicole has an interesting and extensive background with bachelor's degree in biology and chemistry, Uh, a master's in metaphysics. I'm like, whoa, where do you get that? I I want that. (laughs) And experience as a financial advisor. So you got the best of both worlds there, Nicole. Uh, She's accomplished leadership and empowerment strategist and educator and has created a highly effective life transforming empowerment program, the alchemy of 
transformation. So this is amazing, Nicole. Okay, so first question, um, you alluded to it, but what was your business uh, like before 2020? Before 2020, it was, uh, I had transitioned into coaching, um, going from one-to-one coaching into more group coaching at the time. And I was getting a lot more speaking engagements. So that was really what I was working on was getting in-person speaking engagements, uh, whether it was workshops or conferences or or whatever, to be on the stage speaking in front of people. So before COVID hit, I had solidified 34 speaking gigs for that following year, which ended up being COVID year, which is why I left my corporate job to focus 100% on my business. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. When did you leave your corporate job and what were you doing um, in your corporate job? Yeah. So I'll give a little bit of background on, on the corporate realm is I was a chemist for 16 years. I left chemistry in 2013. I had started my business in 2008. So I was doing like weekend things and fairs and expos and that kind of stuff. And then, um, then it was you know, I progressed with my business. I almost died from mercury poisoning, which is why I left chemistry. I took some time off to heal and recover from that uh, between 2013 and 2015. So 2015, I went into the financial and, and insurance industry. So I ended up in insurance and then got my financial advisor licensing and was a financial advisor for a bunch of years up until February 7th of 2020 is when I left. That was my last day as a financial advisor. And because I had a bunch of stuff from March all through the rest of the year. And what ended up happening was uh, two and a half to three weeks after I left the finance industry, all of my speaking engagements got canceled because of COVID. Oh my goodness. Tell me, oh my God, I have a lot of questions. What was your first reaction? Like like the real gut reaction to it? Like, huh? it was pretty much an, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just went through a divorce. I just moved my kids to a new school, a new town, a, a new place to live, like housing. You know, my my apartment here is is nice. And um, and then it was okay, well, here we are, and I don't have any work. <laughs> so oh my goodness. You know, moving changing everything in our lives. You know, there was a lot of focus on everything. And I was like, all right. So I thought that I had everything figured out for that year because that's where all of my income was coming from with these speaking engagements. Uh, Some of them paid speaking gigs. Some of them were, you know, getting in front of the audience, uh, you know, to, to sell from the stage kind of stuff and get, you know, get my information out there so that people can decide if they'd like to work with me or not. And it was just, oh, it was kind of like, you know, you, you're doing all the juggling and then all of a sudden, there they go. They're on the ground. <laughs> Let me so. ask you, I, I did a little bit of that in um, California in, back in 2017 and I was traveling. So my speech was talking to new people all the time. So are, are you grounded now in one location or are you traveling? You're, you were supposed to travel. Yeah, I was doing a lot of traveling. The the year before I did like a little mini tour that went all the way up the East Coast. 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was doing in the West Coast and just going from place to place and doing my soul signature talk. It was so yeah. fun. I, I can't imagine. Um, oh, my goodness. So you were a chemist. So you're really familiar with alchemy. Yes. Putting things together and stuff like that. So tell me about that. What is the magical alchemy that you figured out for yourself, which I'm sure was not easy, Or, but tell me what your process was to go from, oh shit, to I got this. Yeah. What were the elements, um, the ingredients that were in place or you had to create in order to create that alchemy? Yeah, it was definitely a mindset thing first of all. And so I sat down and instead of getting emotionally riled, it's very important to step outside of the emotional element of things. And when you have a solid mindset, you can remove yourself from that emotional riling. So that way there you can think rationally. So when I, when I realized that all of my gigs got canceled, I said, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. Nothing for a week. And it sounds counterintuitive, but it's really not because that was to center myself because I wasn't going to take any action out of any scarcity mode or anything like that. It was very important to stay out of any kind of scarcity mind. And I didn't feel any fear. It was literally in that moment where I realized, oh my gosh, the work that I've done and the work that I do with people, I did not feel any fear. And I actually sat there going, should I be afraid right now? (laughs) And (laughs) I had decided not to do anything for a week because I wanted to tap into, okay, what does this mean for me personally, me, my kids, and then my business? Because Mm -hmm. what is it that I need to tap into to shift to be able to support myself, my kids, my business, and through my business, other people? Because what is actually happening? It. Yeah, I love it because you, this is the stage of embodiment that you're talking about. You've been through it. And in fact, when you got the mercury poisoning, I bet you that was the, you know, what I call the cosmic two by four, without which you wouldn't have been there. Okay, I'm not going to do anything so relaxed, so calm for a week. Whereas a lot of people were like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, right? Doing this. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So tell, can you walk us back to that, what I call cosmic two by four, because I I, I got several of those myself. Um, And what were the highest perspective that you could learn? And what was the step to go? Was it an easy process for you to all of a sudden find yourself? Was was there a danger of dying when you, you, did you feel... Like, oh my God, this is so painful. Get me out of here. For the mercury poisoning or? Yeah. 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 The mercury poisoning. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I was going to die for sure. Um, I, it was painful in so many different ways that uh, it started off slow, but it kept building up and building up in my system because I had no way to eliminate the mercury that was getting absorbed by my body over a period of time. Uh, because I have a, a genetic mutation that I can't process heavy metals. So it has to be stripped out of my body, which 
that whole thing in itself, the chelation therapy I had to go through was long and tedious and super expensive. <laughs> My first month cost $18,000, but before it was, I, w- I couldn't get out of bed and it started off, it was, you know, half an hour of I thought I was just wasn't maybe super happy with my job or something like that because it was super stressful, but I loved my job and it was harder and harder and harder to get out of bed. There were more and more pains setting in. There were more and more symptoms that were happening. I mean, I I started off losing my hair, so I chalked it up to stress. Uh, My weight was doing weird things because I'd lose weight, I'd gain some, I'd lose some, and I'd gain some. And I'm like, I'm not even doing anything different. So it it was just weird and wacky. And I I just chalked it up to stress. And all of these things, it just seemed like stress-induced symptoms for whatever. And I wasn't really one to run to the doctor for everything. But when I started getting off balance, walking into walls, not being able to understand what people were saying to me. And because of my role as a leader and running a team, and also my team was one the hub of eight different departments in pharmaceutical development. Plus I was lead chemist on many different international campaigns in all different countries. I had to be able to make decisions quickly. I had to be able to act quickly and think quickly and process the data. And it was just becoming more and more difficult to the point where my brain was slowed down because it got to my brain and I couldn't understand what people were saying. It was hard for me to to speak. I knew what a stroke victim felt like because I knew what it was like to know what I want to say, but could not find the words to say it and couldn't get those words out of my mouth. Um, My reflexes were delayed. So my cognitive thinking was way off. I couldn't drive. I was pulled out of work and they still didn't know what was wrong with me. So I was going through test after test after test for about a year and a half. And it was to the point where it was three hours in bed before I could get out. And the only way I could get out was to throw myself off the bed onto the floor and make that hurt more than what it felt like to hurt just laying down. So there was that. Wow. Um, <laughs> I had to go so from- intuitively and figure out I had mercury poisoning. Wow. Then my doctor, when I called him and said, I think I might have mercury poisoning. Can we test me for that? And he laughed at me and, and basically said, oh, come on, Nicole, really? And I was like, well, it's a simple blood test. I've done all these other tests and walked around looking like a freak for days and all kinds of equipment hooked up to me and, and monitors and <laughs> sleep stuff and heart stuff and thyroid stuff. And so he amused me and then ended up calling saying I had an alarming level of mercury that he needed to, I needed to figure out a specialist to go to because it was scary. And that specialist ended up saying, I can't believe you're having a conversation with me right now, Nicole. And I was talking, I was talking like that. It was so slow and forced. And And he said, so when I said, you call this a conversation? And he said, well, if I put it into perspective, most people with levels as high as you are either vegetables or dead. So I can't believe you're having a conversation with me right now, Nicole. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Um, let's do this. What do we do? What do we do now? So I started chelation therapy and that took about a year and a half. Talk to, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much, you know, my podcast is all about crimes against humanity, right? The first two seasons and uh, mercury is a huge part of what they're injecting in our bodies right now. 
I mean, I said no to it. Um, that's a huge part of the sh show uh, in the last two years since COVID. Actually, this whole podcast was born because of that, you know. But I, I don't want to put you in a position because you've been, you, you were a part of the pharmaceutical world and now into an awakening of sort, right? Um, and not to put you into position, where are you at with this, with with the whole, having gone through it yourself, where's your stand? Yeah, so there I can that. speak to that and I don't mind speaking to that at all, Tess, at all, okay? <laughs> um, you ask a question, you're gonna get an authentic and Nicole magic answer. So even when I was working in pharmaceuticals, I didn't even take aspirin or, or ibuprofen or anything if I had a headache or, or whatever. The only time that I actually took something was if I had a surgery or if something was really, really bad. And I would forget that that stuff even existed because my go-to for a headache was peppermint and lavender oil. Just put it over here and put it over wow. here. And it goes away faster than than waiting for ibuprofen to kick in. I mean, it has okay. its place. So again, in moderation, if, if I was always into holistic and natural stuff, because really that's where chemistry came from. It came from the plants and the herbs and, and all of the, the good things that is out in nature. Our pharmaceuticals mimic what's out in nature. And then it's developed, obviously, right? The, the drugs that I worked on were usually for very severe types of, of diseases. Um, so like cystic fibrosis and, and rheumatoid arthritis and, and other things like that, hepatitis. So it wasn't really for like, you know, I wasn't working on anything that was pain or flu. I wouldn't have wanted to work on anything with flu. I'm good. Uh, I don't take uh, medications unless I have to, right. So like mm -hmm. a surgery, I mean, like I said, it has its, it has its place. So working in that environment, it was about helping the patients. For me, it was creating drugs that were helping patients that really don't have any other option, cystic fibrosis and, you know, hepatitis and viral hepatitis, all that stuff. Um, rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, people have debilitating arthritis, and, you know, need some things. So for me, working in pharmaceuticals, it was the love of science, the love of what I did, the analytical problem solving that I got to do. And, you know, working in the lab was really fun for me. And then being yeah. part of a team that was working together and making an, an impact was really great. Wow. But for me, and, it was then, always natural remedies. <laughs> right, right. Now I see where you were able to you know, find your gift in there, but then yeah. you got extricated from that environment. And that must have been a painful thing in and of itself. Yeah. Because for me, when, when I left accounting, that was painful. That was all I knew. Um, but then I couldn't function in the world of accounting anymore. Kind of, kind of, you know, similar yeah. to your journey. And then you went into financial advising is so like night and day but what yeah. i'm getting is you're getting now the full um spectrum of your whole life and uh, you were able to utilize that to get out of the challenges of covid and uh and really 
you you, you got to have that level of mastery from, oh my God, I'm going to die here to yeah. intuitively finding out what was wrong with you and then assisting the doctors, you know, to, you were proactive even in that state. That That's a miraculous story right there, uh, Nicole. I'm, I'm really amazed and in awe. So with all that, now we can go back into the conversation of stepping out of the emotion because you've had that mastery, step out of that emotion. And for those who have not had the opportunity to master your own emotions, oh my God, I look forward to when you have that aha moment for yourself because it's so liberating after that. And so what did you do now, now that you've had the challenges and you've had that one week of, I'm not going to do anything. What was next after that? Yeah, that was great. Uh, Thank you for asking about that. I took that time because it was really that tuning into myself. What does this mean for me? What, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Because I needed to be able to process through um, what it was that I was thinking and feeling, because that's that goes back to whatever my beliefs were. So if there were any beliefs that needed to be changed that might be limiting me in this new situation, that's what I'm looking for, like, because that's what I do with everybody else, because that's what I've done through all of these adversities. And that's what gets you to grow and, and move through and thrive and not just survive. So when I took that week, I really, you know, when you commit to something for yourself, all these little things rise up and all people come out of the woodwork and just the universe goes, oh, are you sure you want to do that, Tess? Are you sure you want to do that, Nicole? Right. And whoever's out there, whatever your name is, the universe says, hey, you sure about this? And they'll, they'll kind of put some things in your path. So people were telling me, oh, you need to get out there, Nicole, and you need to be, you know, communicating with people and people need you and And I'm like, well, first of all, I need me. So I did that and I realized, okay, I've wanted to pivot to more digital space and more online space than than a lot of the the shops that I was appearing at and doing smaller workshops at and doing the same workshop in, let's say, five different shops nearby. I could do one class and I could still utilize those shops and and help them affiliate right so i could do a bigger class and have all those shops help bring the people because that's where my following was and then and then pay them what i would normally pay them to have me at their shop so it's like a win-win so i started doing more digital stuff and more online stuff and that just transitioned into that space of more online and then i worked with a VA to set some things up that I needed in order to do that to a a much deeper degree than I was. So I got to understand that, yes, this is a space that I was looking to move into more throughout the year. I just get to do it sooner. So I was able to strategize, plan out the stuff and analyze what I needed because that's what I do. I break things down and then build it back up so that it's going to work. <laughs> so deconstruct and Total alchemy. Yeah. Yes. The yeah, alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> so break it down and then, you know, fire it back up. And that's, that's what I did. And it, it worked. Um, yeah. There were some things that were kind of learning curves for me too, because I needed different team members. I needed different help. I needed to understand 
what help I really, truly needed. And I made some mistakes too. Very, very costly mistakes, you know, like $30,000 mistake. <laughs> Can you elaborate more on that? If, yeah. <laughs> if you're um, open to it? Yeah, sure. Because what ended up happening was the direction that I wanted to take my business in was more of, Uh, Let me get a subscription going so I can do monthly things. And I had a whole curriculum. So instead of of the three-day retreat that I wanted to do, that I was gearing up to roll out, can't do that. And we don't know when I'll be able to do that. So I ended up taking that and then expanding that and creating a whole course. Mm. And that was more like live course, um, and then access into my hub and all of that stuff with a monthly subscription into my group. That was going to take a whole bunch of stuff to get rolled out, beta tested, um, and then marketed out. So I got to the point where I got everything built. um, I got everything in the place where I had my, like, let's say beta testers, my founders, that were in and I was going to roll, I was rolling that stuff out. Meanwhile, I was working with a marketing team to get everything, all the funnels in place, all the copy in place, all the marketing and uh, rebranding, all of that stuff going. And that marketing team took my money and then fell apart. And then one of the partners said, um, and they, they were stringing me along through the process so they were, they kept billing me every month, but nothing was getting done. Oh no. And the more I asked, the kind of more I got put off a little bit with a lot of excuses. And then um, it got to the point where I was like, okay, um, I'm at the point where I can't hold on any longer because the, the $13,000 that I paid them, which had turned into now $30,000 cuz uh, I had to pay my VA team, I had to get the content up into the space, all the stuff to maintain this thing for almost 2 years that that it wasn't getting done. I basically wow. sat there going, "Okay, well, if nothing's going to get done, um I can't do this. So everything that you're working on or we're supposed to work on is no longer going to work for my business." So everything is going to end up having to get shut down oh my because that was supposed that was the focus of my business. Mm-hmm. So you got shut down twice, right? So in the meantime, I was pivoting to see, okay, what is it that I want to focus on it and do? And you know, I was I was maintaining and and getting by kind of stuff, right? Because that wasn't all the focus was into this one big project. So I was had enough stuff going on to keep me afloat and and do what I needed to do and, you know, feed my kids. But then it was, okay, what is it that I really want to be doing? Because there's a lot of growth in there and a lot of, okay, here's what needs to happen in order to pay bills, maintain business stuff, business expenses, the travel that I had to do for certain things because I was still in the in the times that we could travel, I was traveling and speaking. And then it was, okay, well, what is the strategy I want for my business? So there was all this rehashing over and over and over again through this process because there were also a lot of personal things that were happening. You know, my dad mm-hmm. and my grandmother were in the hospital. My grandmother passed away. 
my boyfriend at the time, both of his parents passed away within months of each other. Um, I had to help my dad sell his CPA practice. So I had to help with that stuff. I had to help with my mom because my, my dad was in and out of hospital rehab centers because of the strokes and TIAs that he went through with COVID. And just my my daughter also went through being bullied by eight girls at one point in time. And it was just like, for lack of better terms, I hope I can say this is it was yeah. a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that sometimes is life. But it's how you approach everything and the mindset that you take to be able to have a logical space in here to think and take action. Um, mm -hmm. And in here, she pointed to her temples. Yeah. Yes. Up in your head. Yes. Up in your mind, <laughs> because the mindset is everything for sure. Um, I don't wow. Know. Yeah. That's a lot of things to go through. But then again, it's cliche, but we're, we're never given anything that more than we can handle. No. Which is so true. Um, and it, everything is really pushing us to not settle for anything that's out of alignment with our highest purpose, with our highest Amen. fulfillment. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue to the name of the podcast, The Soul Part to the People. And uh, can you speak to your own business, your own journey? Um, what is it that resonated with you um, with the, what Soul Power to the People podcast is trying to do? Yeah, what resonates with me is that you are, you're bringing some things, uh, nuggets of information to people that I think when we go through stuff, it seems, it, it then starts to seem, well, that's the way it is, right? Yes. Or, or now it feels or seems very, everybody should know that, but not everybody knows that stuff. If you haven't experienced that stuff, or if you hear about it before you experience it, you can remember saying, oh my God, I heard that story being told and it triggers something of a remembrance and awakening and awareness that says, hey, you know, I can get through this too. Or that girl said, all she had to do was think this way or just take a moment for herself. And if we can just even grab one thing that's helpful, that brings us and guides us through some experience that would normally feel very um, debilitating, harrowing, chaotic, mm -hmm. break you down. Everybody has a breaking point. I have talked to and worked with so many people that were so strong before. And when they go through something that brings them to the breaking point and they're like, I am such a mess. I'm not like this, Nicole. And it's like, you know what? You don't have to explain to me. I hold no judgment. I'm holding this space for you to elevate you. And that's what I love is people who are doing that in different ways. And that's what you're doing in that way. I mean, I do it with the, the coaching and you're bringing it with the podcast to give people something to hold on to. And it's not just hope, but having faith in yourself, having mm -hmm. the trust in yourself to be able to get through because you have a tool, a technique or something that you mm -hmm. heard on this podcast to get you yeah. through can mean everything. Yeah, let me just unpack that for a little bit. You mentioned earlier, you just chalked it off the stress. You just chalked it off the stress. And it's true. 
we we kind of just uh, sweep it under the rug and uh, not. I'm a strong any- woman. It's just strong. yeah, a strong woman. And there's a lot of shame. Everyone, you said, everyone who has a breaking point, and I'm one of them a couple of times, in fact. Yeah. And each time, it's like there's a shame there. There's a judgment there. You should have known better. Like, oh yeah, right. Like you oh. should have known better. Like, um, this is not who you are. But there's also an inner voice, and that that's what I love about the alchemy in you. Even um, your a training in manifestation. What was your uh, training again? Um, the metaphysics. Metaphysics, because it's it's really going outside, and for me, that's soul power. That's the, our meta physical outside of our physical realm it's it's the everything it's the physical emotional mental spiritual all combined yes. together when we whenever we leave part of us behind we we feel one we feel like a fraud because we're not functioning as we know on some deep level that we can and we are and we will conquer but then when when that breaking point happens oh my god was that a delusion man <laughs> Right. Yeah. Who do you think you are? So many voices, depending on what <laughs> you know, if it's the inferior ego or the yep, the, like, the the pendulum swing is a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like for me, it was like, well, if if I wasn't really that strong, then who was that person pretending to be strong? Right. So it's it's really, really important to go through to listen with other people's journey because until it happens to you, you just poop it. It's like, yeah, whatever. And then yeah. it happens to you. And then you remember, oh my God, yes. <laughs> someone did something. Some someone almost died and and saw the light of God or something. There's always a story of awakening. And again, I'm pushing that story of awakening into embodiment. Yeah. It's like absolutely yeah, like, come on, let, let, let's push it. We've awakened and you are awakening. If you're even listening to this, there's there's something, a glimpse of something that attracted you to this show. And let's push it. Let's push it. Let's really own our soul power, our meta human, right? Yeah. Um, so thank you for that share. And I, I can get really high on that. <laughs> I love it because you know what? If you want to take a, a little peek into into that space too, is that, yeah, when you're working at that soul level with yourself, pay attention to your emotions. It's okay to feel the emotions. You don't have to be positive all the time. You can be angry, upset, pissed off, sad. You can feel a little depressed. It's how long are you going to allow yourself to be in there without growing from it? So if you pay attention to it and ask yourself, where does it sit in your body, right? There's so many things about where it sits in your body and what it is that you're feeling for you to move out of that space. And, um, you know, if it's in your head, it's anger. It's related to anger. Mm. So even if you have like, if it's up in that in that space, anger, the question to ask about that is what needs to be changed? We get angry because something isn't changing and yes. something needs to be changed. If we're sad and and feeling maybe depressed or whatever, and that's usually somewhere in the throat or the chest area, and that is related to grief and sadness. So when you're feeling that, the question to ask yourself is what needs to be let go? Because Mm -hmm. you're holding on to something, you know, whether it's that feeling of not good enough or or you're going to be abandoned or rejected or judged or whatever that is, criticized because of past trauma. 
that's just the stuff that needs to be let go. And then if it's sitting in the gut and you're, that's about worry and anxiety, Mm -hmm. like that kind of, those kind of feelings that has to do with fears. And if it has to do with fears, then the question to ask is, what needs to be acknowledged? Because fear is just energy, which is an alarm system that says, hey, we're outside of the comfort zone. Are we in danger? So it's not that we are in danger. We interpret it as we are in danger. So we mm-hmm. behave in that way because we're fearful. But if we actually engage with that fear and get present with it and understand that all it is is data and we're scaring ourselves, you can <laughs> acknowledge what you're afraid of, why you're afraid of it, and then overcome it very, very easily. And then do something about it. Yes. Yes, yes. I always tell my client, make an ally of your fear, make an ally of guilt, of worry. They they have some information that can help you make better aligned action. I love that you said that. That's what I say. Make fear your friend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like don't, don't squash it or don't, you know, it's just going to come up like a, a balloon. Like you, you push it under the water, it's just going <laughs> to pop back up stronger and then it's going to scare you even more. Absolutely. So, why your business, Nicole? Why your business with all the ups and downs um, going on out there? Why do you believe your business not only survived but thrived and now helping others to thrive as well? What What is it about your business that sets it apart? Yeah. Um... So there's there's a few things that my clients have been telling me through, especially through this this time that has been a relief for them is the fact that I can hold a space for people without that judgment. There's no judgment. And and there's also this intuitive aspect to me that I bring like a big healing loving nurturing energy to to be able to hold that space for people to be vulnerable and safe in order mm-hmm. to grow you've got to be able to get vulnerable with yourself especially and you know whoever it is that's guiding you through as a mentor teacher trainer coach you've got to be comfortable with them to the point where you can get real with yourself and truthful and honest with them without feeling shame because when you're in that space of non-judgment and feel safe then you also accepted and you know you're accepted and you also feel empowered and those are the things that everybody needs to feel fulfilled and when you're in that space you can open up and that's where miraculous growth happens so i'm able to hold that space and also having been through it people love that i bring science and spiritual together and i've been through different adversities so i can relate and i can speak to people in such a way that um they understand whatever, mm-hmm. even the most complex concepts, I can break it down so that different types of people can understand. Yeah, I love it. Bringing science and spirituality together. It's made from the same cloth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, why, why all this divisiveness, you know, in our humanity, in our divinity, but again, um, this is all about integrating every little part of who you are, the sad, the angry, the joyful, and everything um, that we have to step into because we've released all that emotion. So let's break it down for the audience. Um, what is your f- formula for alchemy? You've said it already throughout, but uh, can you repeat some of it? Um, what is it? What advice can you give? 
other business owners, other entrepreneurs who are just really afraid of everything that's going on, the restrictions and more restrictions and uh, the prices going up um, for staff. Uh, you know, it's really getting harder to hire people now. You know, kind of like your story of um, your, you know, the marketing fail. Like, what did you learn from all of that? And uh, if you can give it to us in bullet points, that would be lovely. Yeah, sure. Um, the alchemy of transformation is kind of like the umbrella to all of my programs because it follows. Uh, it just depends on how in depth we go in the process, right? So I always start off with seeing where people are at and it being able to identify what is it that you want. And it's that's a more difficult process than most people understand because most know what they don't want and then they cannot articulate what they do want. So just flipping the focus oh, on what you do want is super important. So we define your desire and gain that clarity around that. In that process, I'm also looking at what are your value sets because certain values and certain situations that you're in, we're looking at where are the gaps in there of what you have versus what you're lacking and then formulating your process from there. Because once I see where the gaps are, and I do an assessment too on a whole bunch of different core beliefs and a whole mind map and all that stuff too, um, once we see those those spaces, we start to see the behavioral patterns and the self-sabotage. And then we hone in on the belief that are sabotaging the way and just making all of these things not come to fruition that you want and only doing the opposite because our fear will play itself out. Whatever that fear is, it's going to find a way to become your reality, no matter how hard you try to avoid it. The more you try to avoid it and control it, the faster you're actually bringing that to life. So I show people how to change their beliefs and I, I'll help them on the subconscious level, all the while giving them tools and techniques for when you are in certain situations, how to become aware, how to uh, release and reframe and reprogram yourself and create new behaviors while also recognizing the triggers that other people are throwing at you. <laughs> that is so amazing, Nicole. So do you um, have a vision that you share with your clients? What's your own vision for your business? What do you see? I mean, where is this world going to? So cool. Any future outlook that you would like to share with us? Yeah, awesome. Thank you for asking that because the... Where I see things headed is there are so many shifts in reality that are happening right now and the awareness that people are having. There seems to be a little bit of a divide, a, a little widening of the gap between those who are awakening and, and also becoming more and more aware and those who are shutting down and pretending like nothing's happening or or avoidance behavior and that kind of thing up until a point where they can't anymore. So what seems to be happening is this shift in this awakening. And I think that that's a really good thing because, you know, being a scientist, I always think of the hunter monkey rule <laughs> that once the collective consciousness gets to a certain level, it just flips the switch and says, okay, we're on. And seeing so many people starving for the information to become more aware 
and applying what they're learning. I see people changing at phenomenal rates. So that excites me. The rates at which if you decide that you're going to commit to yourself, you can change so fast that you don't need, you know, the 10 or 20 years that other people before you have done that you can move at such rocket rates. So there's that. And my vision for my business is really impacting as many lives as I can. And I have this, this, we live in a dualistic world and I have this dualistic kind of desire of focus, the adults. So I work on, I work with adults. I also have started working with children. I worked with children, just being a mom and being around a lot of kids and and empowering kids and getting kids to think a different way and, and really empower themselves. And I've, I'm working more with some uh, private school kids for after school programs where I get to also uh, use my empowerment with them. And it's really wonderful. So my vision overall is working with the adults because the adults have children or are around children. So those adults getting into that space can also influence the, the kids. And then in the future, being able to speak more to kids at, at a larger level. So that way there, or I, or work with other leaders that work with kids to impact the kids, teachers, the teachers are in such a place right now that either their hands are tied or their minds and physical bodies are just tired and they, they're just not all in it. And so empowering the teachers is is definitely something that I love to do. So I've, I've begun doing more teacher professional development days and really helping them see how they can be more impactful in their classroom, but as a secondary part of how they can tap into themselves and gain more energy, be, be, in a happier place mindset wise to deal with the stuff that these kids are also bringing to them because these Mm -hmm. kids don't know what to do. And if the kids don't Mm -hmm. know what to do and the teacher doesn't know what to do, guess what happens? The kids don't feel supported and neither do the teachers with the school system because they're just like throwing their hands up saying to heck with this. I'm just tired and they're getting burnt out. And I, I have a lot of teacher friends who just have left the industry because they're just, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. such important work, Nicole. Thank you so much for doing that. That's really so magical to be able to work with children. And I wish I have that temperament even. <laughs> <laughs> so God bless you. That is yes. amazing. Do you have any final words for the audience before I let you go? Uh, I have some words around just really tapping into understanding who you are, because when you know who you are, you then understand a lot of deep things about everybody else around you. You remove yourself from judgment or or that fear of judgment, and you step into a really powerful space, being able to understand yourself and others. And then that mindset kicks in of nothing can stop you. So move in that direction. And I hope to see you. And I've got a lot of free stuff. So if you check out my things, then I hope that one of those things can help you out. And I just love everybody out there. So (laughs) thank you, Nicole. You can find Nicole's links um, on the session info on this podcast. So beautiful work, Nicole. Thank you so much. I can't. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> I you can't too. express my gratitude <laughs> for you being in, on the show today. It's really what the world needs uh, to hear, the empowerment, like everyone has their hands tied. And there's a way to it. And one, tune into your intention. Nicole shared her story of her own intuition, guiding the physician to help her out of uh, the poisoning. And so, yeah, I, I really believe that there's a lot of poisoning happening in our in the level of mind, in the level of soul, even in the level yeah. of our hearts. But if you can really tune into your own soul power, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say soul power. It just we get conflicted and we get confused when the mind or even our so-called reality when we look at our failures and mistakes and stuff like that that can really support the evidence that nothing is working right but what nicole is trying to say is anything can be done if you get your mind straight if you get out of the emotions that will spiral you into disempowerment so hope you all um, had a great listen on this podcast interview with our empowerment alchemist, Nicole Magic. It's really a testament to your own power to transform whatever's going through your life, no matter the dictates of society, no matter the lockdown or the restriction, or your own restriction of your own mind. You can really merge the two worlds and be your strong self. And that is our calling. That's our higher calling for our soul. And we can we can no longer live in a separated world of the mystical and our physical world. We need to bring them together, our physical human and our spiritual self, our metaphysical self. So our guest has shown that the magic is all around us. And you just got to grab it, grab it and have that dance of you in the physical and non-physical world together because we cannot, we cannot survive nor thrive in this world. We're just going to go through life in misery. Oh, when is this going to get, you know, be over? <laughs> no. Right? So you, you yeah, you got to dance, the dance of your physical and your human and your divine, your physical and your metaphysical together, you know, no parts left behind. So Remember, the ma magic of alchemy is already in you. Um, it's not an ancient teaching. It's everyday choice that we make, and it is already in you. Thank you so much for listening. This is Tess Vergara, Soul Power to the People podcast, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.